Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hello. My name is Josh Proctor. Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast. What I want to do specifically today is tell you a little bit more about who we are and what we do and how we got started. Um, For the last several years, I've had the opportunity to help men, students, and families overcome battle with sexual sin, like pornography and things of the like. And uh, not to say that outside of men, students, and families that it's an issue. It's obviously a huge issue uh, among females in our, our population, but specifically within our organization, we really deal primarily with men as also helping some students and some families. But what we do is have the opportunity to pour into guys on a one-on-one basis um, or do coaching um, for families or for schools or for churches in terms of how do you deal um, with this sexual sin issue? How do you deal with pornography and how do you do it in a shame-free type of way? And that's what we're all about. And like I said, I've been dealing with this for the last several years. And you say, Josh, how did you get into this? Well, the first thing I have to start with is my story. When I, I'm 44 years of age. When I was 12 years old, I stumbled on pornography. And I really mean stumbled. This is a lot different back then than our culture today where you can just fall on it just like that. But when I was 12 years old, I stumbled on it. And somehow, some way, it's got its hooks inside of me. And from there, just kind of began a secret journey to seek it out often what turned into an addiction. By God's grace, after several years, I was eventually set free, and I'm so thankful to God um, and to His Son, Jesus Christ, for the freedom that that has been given to me. And I'm especially thankful to two men, Jim and Clyde, that God used to pour into my life uh, to help me walk in freedom from not only pornography, but also freedom from shame. And one of the greatest things that they helped me with was helping me to see that there was something else going on inside my heart. See, what I thought is that I just had this significant lust struggle. And so that lust would then lead to pornography, which would then lead to shame, which would lead to more lust, which would lead to more pornography, which would lead to more shame. And I thought if I could fix my lust issue, then I'd be fine. And what I realized is I did have a lust issue that needed to be dealt with. But deeper than that, I had something going on big time inside of my heart. What our organization, what our ministry is about is really letting Jesus do surgery on the heart. We want to take the truth of the gospel and speak it into the lives of people so they can walk in freedom from not only things like pornography and sexual sin, but shame. That's what Jesus did for me. The thing was, though, the shame piece was still really high even after I got free. I didn't want anybody to know. There was less than 10 people that knew about it, and I was great with that. I was like, I'm just glad we're past this. But if you fast forward to several years later, um, I'm on a school campus. I'm having the opportunity to coach a lot of young men, and I'm walking into the locker room, seeing them looking at pornography on their phones. And it just bothered me, and it gripped me. And I remember I began to pray, and I was like, Jesus, what is it that you want me to do about this? 
And so as I prayed, I felt like he was asking me to address it. And so I remember specifically going back to these young men and saying, you know, you guys only want to be doing that. Like, oh, Coach Proctor, that's crazy. Like, I mean, you're crazy. Why are we talking about that? And I was like, listen, pornography and the shame that comes with it will destroy you. I know because I've lived it. And from that led to a school assembly, which led from a school assembly to a parent night, which led from a parent night to then me talking about this all over the place and God opening up all kinds of doors for me and to, to pour into people um, while speaking to groups, but also doing a lot of one-on-one. And that's really what I love. A lot of the one-on-one, just helping people dive into the root issue. You say, what is that root issue? It's something I'm bowing down to that's not Jesus. And I, I specifically remember when God laid on my heart to tackle this, there was a passage of Scripture that the Lord said, I want, I want you to address this. And that passage in the Bible is found in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 22. Now, some of you may have, you know, heard of me for a long time. Some of you, this is the first time you've ever, you know, discovered, you know, Josh Proctor or Porn Free, Shame Free, um, whatever that is. And I have no idea where you're at in your faith journey. I want to just real quickly kind of break down the Bible for you. So the Bible is broken into two parts. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And what we're gonna, the part we're going to be in specifically today is in the Old Testament, which is a lot about God's chosen nation of Israel. And the chosen nation of Israel had done a lot of things wrong, which led to civil war, which led to um, just the wrong kings leading them and leading them down the path of, of worshiping false things. And ultimately, what we come to is this passage in 2 Kings 22 that God used to lay on my heart to address this issue um, in our culture. And so if you look back at 2 Kings chapter 21, there was a king who reigned for 55 years, then he had a son who reigned for two years, and then was assassinated. And when he was assassinated, his son Josiah, at eight years of age, became king. Now, that's the thing about that. I have an eight-year-old at home. In fact, we have eight children at home, which I know, that's crazy. Crazy. Our house, lots of fun, lots of crazy. But like I said, one of those eight children is an eight-year-old. I could not imagine that eight-year-old being a king or a queen. And obviously the nation didn't think that was necessarily a good idea either, so they waited until he was 26 to really put him in charge. The first 18 years of his reign, he was led by a group of advisors. So you've got 55 years of one king, very evil. Two years of another, very evil, 57 years. And then 18 of Josiah being king but not really leading. So 75 years of just a lot of evil going on in the culture. Man, doesn't that sound like where we're at? And I think that's one of the reasons God put this passage on my heart. So jump ahead, 22 to verse 8. And it says, Hilkiah, the high priest, said to the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And it was read to the king. And here is what happened in verse 11 when the book of the law, God's word, had been read to the king. It says, verse 11, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Now, in that culture, tearing of the clothes is a sign of mourning. Like, it's a sign of grieving. It's a sign of sadness. And so Josiah is grieving because he's heard God's word, but then he realizes what's going on in his nation and with the people that he's leading, and even potentially within his own heart. And he's like, 
He's broken. He's grieving. He's sad. Doesn't this sound like a lot like our culture? Where you think about 60 plus years ago, God's word and prayer was removed from our schools. And we've just been further and further and further and further letting culture dictate what truth is as opposed to God and his word. And so I think when the Lord laid this on my heart several years ago to attack sexual sin, to attack pornography, to attack the shame that comes with it, this is why he put this passage on my heart. Because what was going on is I was watching these young men pass these phones around in the locker room, looking at porn, some of them coming to me and talking to them how deep the pornography struggle was, how deep the shame struggle was. And it broke me, and I was grieving. But I didn't know what to do. And I kept reading in 2 Kings 22, and the Lord gave me some hope. Here's what Josiah said in verse 13 about what he had read. He told um, the high priest and others this. He said, Go inquire of the Lord for me and the people of Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that burns against us. Our fathers have not listened to the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah, Ahikim, Akbor, Shaphan, Asiah went to hold of the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. And they spoke to her, and she said this to them. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, thus says the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil on its place and its inhabitants, even the words of the book which the king of Judah has read. Why? Because the people have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the work of their hands, and my wrath burns against this place, and it shall not be quenched. Guys, I'm going to stop right here. And when I was reading this, you know, several years ago, as we launched into this um, ministry of tearing down porn and tearing, you know, and, and wanting to live free from porn and free from shame, this gripped me. And I realized then that God had already started the process of judging our nation. And some of you may be watching this, listening to this, and that makes you angry. But because if you look around, I do believe with all my heart, and I think if you were honest with yourself, you'd say the same thing too, that God has already started the process of judging our nation. And not only that, but judging the church in our nation. Why? Because a lot of the um, just silence that the church has had over a lot of things that we're bound down to that aren't Jesus. But this is a very interesting thing that comes next because you're sitting there watching like, this doesn't give me hope. Well, I want to give you hope today, and here it is. It says, But to the king of Judah, the prophetess said this, Thus says the Lord God, Regarding the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender, because you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place, against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse, because you've torn your clothes and you've wept. I've heard it, declares the Lord. I will gather you to your fathers, you will be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes will not see the evil that I bring on this place. So Josiah did not have to see God's judgment that was going to come. Guys, I believe with all my heart that God's judgment can be delayed. And I believe that his judgment on our nation and his judgment on the church in our nation can be delayed. And you say, how? Could we respond like Josiah? 
maybe you're watching this and you're like, I don't struggle with sexual sin. Like, I don't struggle with pornography. Like, well, what if God arose something inside of you to, to begin praying for the people who are bound in the chains of porn and bound in the chains of other sexual sin and bound in the chains of shame? And the Lord laid on your heart to begin praying that they would experience freedom in Jesus. Well, maybe not that type of brokenness, but maybe you're watching this and you're like, I'm struggling or someone in my family's struggling. And you know, I want to be broken over my own stuff over my family stuff. I, like Josiah, want to weep before the Lord. I want to be broken. I want to be humbled. I want God to begin to do this work to cleanse my heart or to cleanse my family's heart so we can walk in the freedom that Jesus has. Guys, that is what porn-free, shame-free is all about. We want to take the truth of the gospel the truth of Scripture, the truth of God's Word, and speak into the lives of men, students, and families so we can help them see Jesus. And then Jesus can help them walk in the freedom only He provides. Only He provides. But I also do want to tell you that there are practical steps that you have to take to walk in the freedom that Christ provides. And what I want this podcast to be, either in a video form or audio form, We want this to be a resource for you to have very specific, practical tools to know how to pursue freedom in Jesus, freedom from porn, freedom from other types of sexual sin, freedom from shame. And Josiah, in 2 Kings 23, gave us a good template when he would just go from town to town to town, tearing down all things, that were causing people to bow down to, other thing, to things other than God. And so the next thing that we will discuss in this podcast is what does it practically look like to start putting certain measures in your life so that you can learn how to walk in freedom, to walk in the freedom that Christ provides from porn, from shame, etc. That's what we want this to be a resource for you to learn how to practically walk, how to, how to practically, um, excuse me let, me, let me back up, how to have practical steps to pursue the freedom that we have in Jesus. That is my goal for this podcast, for our ministry. Thank you all so much for listening today. Um, God's blessings to you. And may you sense Jesus pursuing you so that you can walk in the freedom that He provides. Have a great day.